Oh, I really see what you mean about the roof. <laughs> There's like 200 pigeon feet up there. <laughs> by 200, you mean two. <laughs> Which I'm delighted by, obviously. But... I mean, who doesn't love a good pigeon? <laughs> I love a pigeon foot, especially. Okay, that's why I'm so excited for my tattoo idea. Yeah. So Wyatt got me this amazing gift. It's an embroidered pigeon saying super congratulations dude which Which came from this podcast it sure did if you're a loyal listener you'll know that and then i decided i want to get that pigeon tattooed on my upper thigh so that just the feet stick out when i wear shorts which like i just want to get a pigeon bust so this could work really well (laughs) i wouldn't even begin to know what a pigeon butt looks like (laughs) And I am white. And together, we are big and white. And you are listening to the Big and White Podcast, a podcast where we explore what it means to be a foreigner in Asia. So, what are we talking about today, Big? We're talking about what I'm getting myself into tomorrow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you guys, I am going to America this year. And I'm going for a long time. I'm going for nine months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so sorry, why? Cue Simon and Garfunkel. Hello, darkness, my friend. But the podcast will not be silent over the next nine months, so all of you who just got terrified, it's okay. Don't even worry. Yeah. Don't. I am bringing some recording equipment with me. It's going to make my carry-on very heavy. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys will get to hear our dulcet tones all year long. Mm-hmm. Get excited. Yeah, you can't stop us. To talk about America and what it's like to go back to your home country after a long time, we have a guest with us this week, and we're excited about that. But first, White, how was your week? Yeah, what was most exciting about this week is that recently... Um, one of the last Saturdays, I just got to have breakfast with another family who is also from Arkansas, which is my state. Yeah. And let me tell you guys. So I've lived here for over two years. And in those two years, I have never, ever met someone else who was from Arkansas who wasn't in Nepal because they were visiting me. (laughs) Every single time that somebody... Like, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm from Arkansas. And they're like, oh, I know somebody from Arkansas that lives here. And I'm like, I think you mean Alabama. And they're like, yeah, <laughs> I do mean Alabama. Oh, no. Every single time. So my self-esteem for Arkansas is pretty low. But one of my high school friends, their family members are living in, in Nepal for the next year. So I just got to go and have breakfast with them. And it was amazing. So much shared experience. Yeah. Never happens to me. so good. Yeah. It was amazing. So I'm just flying high. That's incredible. For the next two years of living here. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> It'll tide me over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What about you? You had a pretty big week, I feel like. I had a pretty tragic week. <laughs> no. Um, I... I actually had a good week, so I'm preparing to leave for the U.S., like I said. I'm so sorry. And I had all my flights ready, and I had found this amazing flight that was pretty cheap through the Netherlands. And I have some friends that live there, so I'm going to visit them. But, unfortunately, the whole airline that my flights were through 
died. Yep. <laughs> they went bankrupt. So all my flights went away like a week and a half before I was leaving. And I spent the whole week looking for new flights. Oh, so heartbreaking. Yeah. Actually, it wasn't that stressful looking for new flights. I feel like the most stressful part was the day when I was trying to figure out what was going on because I didn't know that they were bankrupt. I just got a notification that one of my three legs was canceled. So I called my travel agent that I bought the tickets through and I was on hold forever and I'm trying to figure out, like I was afraid that I was going to lose my ticket Mm -hmm. on this flight that was still happening. And they would not give me a straight answer. And it was so, so stressful. And I was trying to finish my report for work. And I was wasting all this time on the phone with bringing travel agent. And then, so I Googled it oh, while no. I was on the phone. And it said, Jet Airways bankrupt has canceled all international flights. I'm like, man, if the first person I talked to like six hours ago had just told me that, I would have been stress-free. Yeah. Your flights are gone. Okay, I'll get a new one. Right. No problem. Right. Poor people that you were talking to on the phone who, like, couldn't tell you for whatever reason, you yeah. know? Imagine how many phone calls they got like that. I know. Like, I ended up talking to the manager, and she was like, yeah, we've received a high volume of calls today. I was like, ooh, that sounds <laughs> tough. <laughs> Yikes. But anyway, I got new flights, and I added a stop in London. And I'm going to go see our friends, which is super fun. Yeah. So. I'm so excited and for I'm you. And I'm going to spend my whole birthday in the Seattle airport. Hooray. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Get excited, everyone. I'll report back to you. I'm going to try all of the lounges. Yes. Let you know the best. You will be our travel correspondent Ooh. on the ground. <laughs> Perfect. Cool. Okay. I guess let's get into it, shall we? Yeah. Would you like to join us, guest? I sure would. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me. Do you want to tell us your chosen pseudonym? My chosen pseudonym is Moon. Yeah. Welcome, Moon. Because we love moons. We do. We love every single one of them. (laughs) Wish Earth had more. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That's what I think every single day. (laughs) Okay. Well, we have some questions for you, Moon, about going back to the U.S., what it was like how maybe I can prepare myself. But the first question that I want to ask you is, how does it feel to be the musical talent behind the 17th (laughs) most popular podcast in Norway? (laughs) Because that's what we are. (laughs) Wow, congratulations. I didn't know that. I think my one friend single-handedly made that happen by binging all of our podcasts in one week. (laughs) We have an international audience. What can we say? People love us. (laughs) At least one person loves us. Yeah. Well, I feel like you guys made me sound really good because I just messed around on the harmonica and then you cut out all of the good parts and yep. took out all the bad notes. So <laughs> thanks for that. You're welcome. I got your back. Thanks for making me famous in Norway. Yeah. So you guys, if you haven't figured it out, Moon is our harmonica player that you hear throughout the episodes. So we're very Ooh. thankful to her for such awesome theme music. And that was even more impressive because, and this is pertinent to the episode, because we recorded that harmonica, like, I don't know how many, 12 hours before you flew to America last year. It was so stressful. It was horrible. (laughs) But now I'm happy. Yeah, so (laughs) are we. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so maybe do you want to tell us what you're doing here, how long you've been here? 
and anything else that you think is pertinent for our listeners? Well, I'm pretty much doing the same thing as Big and White, and I've been here for five years, and my life's kind of the same (laughs) (laughs) as you guys, except I have my home leave under my belt, so I'm happy to give you some good advice. That's right. So what part of the States are you from, man? I'm from Minnesota. Can you tell by her accent? It's probably coming out really strong right now. <laughs> I noticed White's accent got stronger when she was talking about the Arkansans. Did you notice that? I mean, can you say Arkansas or Arkansans without sounding Southern? <laughs> I can. <laughs> I can too. Everything gets glided. Whatever. So our hope with this episode is kind of that you help usher big into the American life. There's no helping me. I'm For the next die. nine months. <laughs> with all of your wisdom and your home leave under your belt. Lay it on me. You're not going to die. Don't worry. Wow. There you go. Okay, Amazing. Uh, end of episode. So I think I'm going <laughs> to hang up now. <laughs> if you do die, though, it's going to be real awkward. <laughs> because, I mean, at least like one listener in Norway heard you say that. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Anyway. <laughs> It's not this is not that kind of podcast. We gotta keep it light. The kind of podcast where I would have actually bought the phone case with the hippie gypsy sexy fairy. Yes, that kind. Yeah. Good. With the palm ring. That's the same one where I probably die. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but we're not in that reality. Okay, good. Yeah. Okay, so you've been here five years. How often do you usually go back to the States? I try to go back once a year. Yeah, just once a year. My uh, my sister has four boys, so I feel like I have to come back every year to like reconnect with the kids. They won't forget you. Yeah, it's so hard to connect with kids on Skype. They don't want to yeah, talk to you. They're like, right. this is awkward and... Mm. so and you just got a new nephew i did so exciting congrats thanks he's a week old adorable okay so when you went back to the states last year you were going for like the longest chunk that you had done right yep how did you prepare yourself for that i think i didn't prepare at all actually (laughs) i just like the day before i was like packing throwing things into my suitcase and i threw like a bunch of random gifts i was like i'm sure i'll give these to somebody (laughs) and then i just got on the plane and then i was like hmm what should i do for my break and then i started (laughs) thinking about scheduling i was like Maybe I should book some flights and trips and <laughs> for s- your six month break. Yeah, like, yeah. Hmm. After I landed, and then once I landed, I was like, "No, this is so hard. I can't do anything." So then I just put everything on hold for a month, and then I prepared, mm. like post prepared for my post time. Prepared, post prepared, post prepared. <laughs> yeah, mm. sounds like a fancy dinner at some Italian restaurant or something. <laughs> hypothetically if i was going to have prepared maybe i would have thought more about gifts and stuff but Mm -hmm. i kind of liked just you know seeing what was going to happen and not really thinking about it too much i just liked getting on the plane and so ultimately you thought that was good to not have planned too much before i think so yeah how about like emotional preparation like do you think that would have helped you to kind of think ahead like oh you know, these are some challenges I might face. These are some good things. Here's how I can make sure that it's a healthy time. Mm. 
I wish that I had like prepared some presentations ahead of time because for our work, we have to talk about our work. And so that took a ton of time out of my break. And I wish that I had been able to do that ahead of time so that I didn't have to spend, you know, that like precious time at home and with people, you know, feeling like I was doing work and that felt really stressful. But I think... I think actually going into it, not having thought that much about it kind of helped because I didn't have expectations already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you weren't like freaking yourself out or thinking this is going to be the best thing ever. And then it was yeah, disappointing. I was just like, I, I don't even know if I can just get on the plane. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> can I get on the plane? Baby steps. <laughs> yeah. Have some suitcases with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was good to not think about it so much. It, it didn't feel... Yeah, like such a big deal then. Mm-hmm. What would you say was the hardest part for you going back, like transitioning back to America? I think there was there were two things. Like just that America is so complicated and people just that's normal for everyone. And mm-hmm. so coming from a culture that is a lot more communal and simple and you do things through people and then I get to the states and everything is through like technology Mm. and it makes it so hard and I was just thinking like Nepalis always say oh your country is so developed and I'm like maybe we're overdeveloped because this is very hard (laughs) yeah well that's interesting because I feel like people who live in the U.S. would say that technology is easier you know for example like ordering an Uber you just do it on your app you know you don't have to talk to anyone like that's easier than going out and finding a taxi and bargaining for a price and you know yeah and i think it's easier like in theory like they're all great ideas but then in actuality when something doesn't happen Mm. so like when i went to get my sim card i was like i'm gonna go to best buy because i know this is gonna be hard and i was prepared (laughs) i was like okay you know it's not gonna be like you know going to india and you get the sim card and you put it in your phone, and then you have a, a SIM card. That's, yeah, or they somebody at the shop just does everything for you. They like right? hand me your right. phone. Right? <laughs> yeah, like they, yeah, they put in all the numbers and stuff. But so I went to the Best Buy, and I was like, "I need you to help me. I haven't done this, and I don't know how to do it. So can you set up everything for me?" So he set up my like account. Apparently, I had to have an account. So then I went to make a phone call, and then I got connected with the service representative and i was like oh i'm trying to get this set up and he was like oh okay i'll help you with that i'll set up your account well then so two accounts were set up and then it was this big problem and so they i had had to set up this security question and the question was what's your favorite restaurant and i was like i just got here i don't remember what's my favorite restaurant you gotta pick john and kevin too I don't know. So then I was like, well, I like curly fries, so Arby's. And then every time they en- oh they entered in the security question, then it was wrong. And I had to, like, go to the actual store. And I had to tell, like, four people that my favorite restaurant was Arby's. <laughs> and then they're like, no, that's not right. Do you have another favorite restaurant? I'm like, no, this is so hard. It took me three hours and, like, two stores 
to just get my SIM card. Oh, my God. So, for those of you who have never been to the U.S., Arby's is a fast food chain that, <laughs> I don't know, has a lot of meat or something. I don't really know what it is. Roast beef. Yeah, mm. it has the roast beef and sandwiches. And curly fries. And curly fries, which is totally not my favorite restaurant. I'm just embarrassed <laughs> to say that you now. but panicked in the moment. I panicked. I was like, do I have a favorite restaurant? I don't know. <laughs> I saw Arby's on the highway. <laughs> So, yeah, that was my first, like, welcome back to America. It's really hard to do life here. Oh, did it get better? It got better, Tell me yeah. it got better. It got better. <laughs> <laughs> so then another thing that was really hard, though, was the um, the tech invasion that I feel like is in people's homes. Oh, like, the whole Google yeah. Home thing is yes. so creepy. I yes. hate that, too. Google is listening to your every conversation. It is... I do not like it at all. That really freaks me out. Yeah. And it's it's like it's like blatant. Like, before we knew that maybe Google was at times listening to our conversations. <laughs> but like, now it's I like, got a Facebook ad for something I just talked about. That's yeah. weird. Yeah. But now it's like, welcome, Google, to our home. Please listen to us 24-7. Yeah. yeah. If you don't listen to us, we will be angry. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that was just so weird to me. I don't know. I just felt really uncomfortable with that and everything is just technologized yeah i mean five years like think about five years ago was 2014 i feel like technology has come a long way in that time yeah Yeah. you know i didn't have a smartphone when i moved here yeah and like it was starting to become more prevalent but it wasn't so universal yeah before when i left it was like oh lots of people are on their phones that's too bad and now it's like everything like Mm -hmm. everything is there's an app for everything yeah yeah crazy okay so those were some really hard things but what was something that you liked about being home that was maybe kind of unexpected that you weren't looking forward to ahead of time i think one of the things that was unexpectedly enjoyable was um just seeing so many people again and i think i hadn't realized that a lot of my friends I hadn't seen for five years because when I go home, it's just for two weeks or maybe three weeks and I just spend time with my family and then come back. And so a lot of my friends had kids, like two or three kids that I'd never met mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're like parents and I'd never seen them as parents before. And that was so fun to just see them like their family and get to know their kids and feel like I have a relationship with their kids one of my friend's daughters, she like bawled when I left. And I was like, this is so sad, but really sweet, too. Yeah. <laughs> this makes me feel so good that you're crying. <laughs> yeah, and she even sent me a letter here. And it hasn't arrived yet. That was like three months ago. But but it was just so sweet. So that was really fun to just get to connect with my friend's kids. Yeah, yeah, that is a hard thing. Because when you're an adult, you don't change as fast, you know? So if you don't see yeah. someone for a couple of years, yeah. it's not a huge deal. But with kids, it's like half their life, you know? <laughs> yeah, and you really change too, though, like as a parent, like when you become a parent. Mm, yeah. And so to see my, my friends in, in that light was really, was a really cool thing. So, and I'm not like super social, like that's tiring for me. So I was kind of surprised at how fun it was to like be with people so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I was laughing when you said like, Something I wasn't looking forward to was seeing people. I'm like, that's the only thing I'm looking forward to. <laughs> no, I wasn't looking forward to it, but I was like, this is going to be so socially draining. Right. So hard. Like, yeah. I'm excited, but it's not going to be, like, restful. But it felt really good. 
Speaking of people, are there like certain questions that you get asked about like what it's like to live in Nepal or like your work here or? Actually, the most common question that people asked me was, how does it feel to be back? Oh, interesting. Not about being in Nepal, mm. but about being back in the U.S. Oh, that makes sense, actually, because that's something that they have context for. Exactly. Like, they probably feel like they can ask follow-up questions and, yeah. you know, they know about the U.S. Yeah. Yeah, so I felt like it was really helpful for me to have some ideas of answers to give to that question, mm. especially if I wasn't doing as well. Yeah. <laughs> then it was like, how do I talk about this? Like, well, it's really hard. <laughs> yeah. okay bye see you again in five years (laughs) yeah and you're seeing you're so happy to see these people but some days are just hard and so right you don't don't want them to think like oh i don't want to be hard don't want to see you exactly yeah so what were some ways that you responded to that um i i tried to be honest with people that it was an adjustment and because i had that like first month where i just didn't want to do anything and i didn't want to see anybody i tried to be honest about that and just say you know i really struggled at first to feel oriented and just it took me a while to feel more comfortable and then that was something that we could talk about Mm -hmm. you know and they loved hearing like what were some of the things that were difficult about coming back and i think people really enjoyed talking about that Hmm. kind of my adjustment process and yeah they were really interested in that so in terms of nepal people were pretty good about asking me a variety of questions so i tried to figure out what types of things people are interested in some people are interested in politics or the economy others are interested in like the people what are the people like Hmm. for others it's like food and weather yeah (laughs) (laughs) i live in this country with totally different culture and all these things what do you eat (laughs) (laughs) which is exactly the same question we get about america here that's true you don't eat rice in america do you what do you eat then (laughs) (laughs) right yeah i think too i tried to be like gracious with people who didn't know what to ask me Mm. and to just assume that they want to hear about my life and they want to hear about me even though they're not acting like they do right Right. maybe they're just afraid to ask yeah or just don't they just don't know what questions to ask so yeah so i try to you know and then some people just aren't that interested yeah and that's okay and that's okay too so to be okay with connecting in a different way right tell me about your baby Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) that is something i think But sometimes people feel like it needs to be all about the person who's back visiting, you know? But, like, we want to hear about their lives, too, you know? Because, honestly, they probably know more about our lives than we know about theirs. Especially if they're fans of the pod, am I right? Oh, my gosh, you're so right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is funny. Sometimes I'll tell a story and someone's like, oh, yeah, I heard you say that on the podcast. I'm like, ha, ha. Never mind. <laughs> Where am I supposed to go from here? <laughs> I used all my good material. <laughs> I have no stories left to tell. <laughs> so while you were away from Nepal, I go. I feel like I get confused. I'm like, while you were away from home, while you were at home, away from home, home, which is home. I'm confused. <laughs> I still think we need more words for home in our English language. Yes. We really do. Yeah. So true. Um, so while you were away from your adopted home, in your birth home, how did you stay connected with Nepal? Um, 
besides talking with people, which I did some, like some Skyping with people back here, I would do little things that made me think of Nepal. So my favorite thing that I would do to feel connected to Nepal was squatting. Yes. (laughs) In the store, if I had to reach something on the bottom shelf, it made me so happy. I would like squat in the store. So if you guys don't know, here in Nepal, they do something that, I don't know, I always grew up calling the Asian squat, which in Western countries, usually we squat just on our toes, like if you're getting close to the ground. But in Asian countries, typically people will have their feet flat on the ground. So their butt's closer to the ground and then your knees are kind of pointed up and feels real good. It does. It's good for your synovial fluid and your hips. I mean, yeah, obviously it's synovial fluid. Am you got to right? think of the synovial fluid. <laughs> How did you stay connected with Nepal? Synovial fluid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that would always make me feel so happy. And it's kind of, I feel like it's a little bit inappropriate in our culture. Yeah, it like is a bit weird. Squat. Yeah. But I just had to do it. Yeah. Like as often as I could, I was like, yep. And it made me feel like I was a part of a different culture. So, Well, and you also made a lot of Nepali food while you were home, right? Oh, yeah. I made like 400 momos, which is like this fancy dumpling. And um, they didn't taste like Nepali momos, but <laughs> nobody else knew that. So they were like, this yeah. is amazing. You have great food in Nepal. Aww. I'm like, yeah. We do. This is not it, but like we do. this, but... <laughs> But yeah, so that was really fun, and I had some uh, I had some friends come and help me too, and I taught them how to fold the dough, oh, and they thought fun. that was really fun. So that was fun, a fun way for me to kind of like pass on something that I've you know learned in Nepal. And okay, actually, I learned it from YouTube. I didn't learn it in Nepal. <laughs> <laughs> I learned it after I got back to the U.S. True confession. That's how I feel too. I try to make dalbat for my friends, like the main meal here. And I realized, like, I never make it at home because I always either buy it for really cheap at a restaurant or the lady who works at our office cooks it for us or I eat it in someone's home. We're like, oh, no, I don't know how to make this. <laughs> YouTube. You can learn everything yeah. on YouTube. Yes. It's like when I went home, I brought um, this mixed bean, mm. uh, like dried mixed beans, and you make uh, like a soup kind of thing called kwati. It's so good, but like I've never actually made it myself here in Nepal. <laughs> I've eaten it a lot, but I brought back like really nice pre-mixed little bags of it for my family. And they're like, oh, yeah, maybe you can make it for us while you're home. And I'm like, nope. <laughs> There's a little recipe on the tag. Follow it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I said. <laughs> so having said all of that about culture shock and readjusting and all of this, do you have tips for big here to make it less painful? Yes, please help me. And don't give me any tips that I needed to start a month ago. (laughs) (laughs) I think something that was really helpful for me was to like segment my time really strictly. So like I had three months of travel where it was just crazy travel and that was totally fine that's what that time was about mm. and then after that then i had like one month where i didn't go anywhere mm. and then i had some time when i saw people like in my hometown and then i was like after this date i'm not talking to anybody yeah <laughs> and that was so nice so i had like different like i had boundaries for each category of time mm. which sounds super like ocd or sounds super like 
controlling. Yeah, controlling. Enneagram one. Do you have a one wing? Is well, that possible? Well, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, but that was really, really helpful because then I knew what to expect for that time. And if it was tiring, then I was like, well, after this, then I have a rest, you know, a time where I'm just resting. So whether it's just like that day where you're like, today, I'm not going to do, I'm not going to leave the house, you know, or even if it's like this week, I'm just with family. So no friends. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It just helped me to have those rules. And I think I I needed the structure because my moods changed a lot, I found. Mm. And so I needed that structure of like, this is coming or you know, this is for a limited time or so I found that was really helpful. Something else, something else that I thought was really good was um, thinking about the things that I really missed about Nepal and trying to actually bring them into my own culture. Mm-hmm. So like one of the things that I really missed was having good conversations with people that I do business with. And so like early on, I was like, well, why can't I do that here? Yeah. You know, so I started to like talk to the people at Target that checked me out mm-hmm. or if I was at a store or something, then I would try to talk to people and actually like it wasn't weird. Yeah. <laughs> it really was like people don't really do that, but if you do, if you are personable with someone and you talk are friendly with them, they actually really like that. Yeah. Like that's a good thing. <laughs> they don't think you're you know, mm-hmm. creeper. Mm-hmm. They like being acknowledged as a human. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. Wow, yeah. <laughs> now that is pretty that. refreshing, though. That's yeah, really nice. and it felt really good for, for me to feel like, you know, it was, it was also a way that I was connecting with Nepal, too. Mm. So, yeah. Did you have to pay with your credit card everywhere? Oh, like Everywhere. That's so weird. Yeah. It felt so weird to not have cash. I It was like, I need to have some cash yeah. with me. Yeah. I feel like I was thinking the other day when I was shopping, because I'll use my credit card if I can. But like, you know, in America, if you bring out cash, everyone in line is like, oh, who's this jerk? But here, <laughs> it's the opposite. Yeah. Like cash is way faster than putting your card through those little machines. <laughs> yeah, like, which like dial up sends the number to some center, like <laughs> probably in India. Yeah. <laughs> they like pull the machine out of a box and are like, wait, let me hook this up first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plug it in. All the cords. Has to power on. <laughs> Or if they're too lazy, they're like, no, ma'am, that's broken. (laughs) "Mm, Okay. Trusting you. (laughs) It's finished. Today it's finished. (laughs) Yes. Well, I'm excited to use my credit card everywhere because I get points when I spend money on my card. (laughs) One thing that it wasn't confusing to me this time, but a couple times ago after the chip came out. Oh, you stick it in instead of sliding it? Yeah, that was so confusing for me. I never knew. I was like, do I slide or, or insert? <laughs> no I one knew. I don't know my own culture anymore. No, you know what I hate is how when you leave your card in, it starts beeping at you so you don't forget it. It's so annoying. Yeah. I would hate being a cashier. That would be your whole day. Like, Not looking forward to that. No. <laughs> I went out for coffee a lot, though. Yeah. And that was really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got like all the fancy, crazy, weird combinations of all the different milks and Yeah, yeah. That was really fun. Yeah. Like all the non dairy milks that are yeah. out there now. The coconut milk and the almond milk and Man. Yeah. 
hemp. Oh, <laughs> soy, <laughs> almond. I'm sure there's more. Pistachio. Whoa. Now what are they Macadamia? Pumpkin, pumpkin seed milk. Oh, I haven't heard of that I haven't one. heard of that. That that's sounds because expensive. that's from Vegan Dairy Nepal. Like, oh, that's, <laughs> that's available a green here. One? Yep. No, gross. Ew. That's the mystery green liquid we saw on their Instagram. <laughs> no, thank you. Okay, no, like if it's green, you can't call it milk. Like, no. I'll, I'll allow vegans to call, like, nut liquid milk, but... If it's green in color, it's too far. Yep. Veganism in general stretches the semantics of food categories. It's so too. <laughs> Just have a new name. It's fine. Yeah. We'll eat it. It's cool, man. It's Don't cool. need to call it meat in order for me to eat it. Okay. So final question. What are some of your favorite things to bring back to Nepal after a trip abroad? I really love American Q-tips. <laughs> oh my gosh, this I, was unexpected and I am delighted. I have this moment every morning and I'm like, is now the time when I can use my American Q-tip? I can only use one. I like ration them. You can use one American Q-tip a day. <laughs> and they're so fluffy. <laughs> I really like have never considered Q-tip quality until we became friends. <laughs> Did not even It was not on my radar. It's so, it's so special. Every morning, I'm like, yes, I get to use my Q-tips. Oh my gosh, this makes me so happy. <laughs> so I always bring a big box of American Q-tips. Mm-hmm. That's one thing. When I was uh, back in Minnesota, I went to the, the state fair, which yes. is a big deal. And everyone was wearing flannel. And I was like, I'd forgotten about flannel. (laughs) This is my culture. So I brought back all kinds of flannel, which is totally weird because nobody wears flannel here. Yeah, it is very weird. (laughs) None of the foreigners wear flannel. It's like an awkward temperature fabric, I think. That's true. Yeah, but it just makes me so happy. Yeah. I mean, you look (laughs) good when you got back and all your flannel. Yeah. Taste of home. Yeah. And like your Pendleton. My, my new Pendleton. Her yeah. little eyebrows are all raised and her hand is over her heart. That's how much she loves it. <laughs> Passion for Pendleton. I feel like you just become more passionate about your own culture in general oh, when you're away. so true. Yes. Like, oh, I never knew how much I loved flannel. Yeah. Or it just feels normal to wear flannel so you don't even think of it as something that might be exciting, right? Right, Like yeah. you notice these unique things once you don't have them anymore. Yeah. Exactly. So that was really fun. I always bring long underwear <laughs> and underwear. <laughs> I also buy all of my underwear overseas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wait, do you overseas. buy your underwear overseas? Overseas meaning America? Overseas meaning not Nepal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like your underwear here wears out so fast. Right. Because it gets stretched out and hung in the sun and yes. you get all bunchy underwear. Oh, man. Anything else you like to bring back? I like to bring back hair products Mm. because Nepalis do not have my hair and they don't know what to do with my hair. No one has your hair, sweetheart. Oh, (laughs) it's hard. So I always bring back conditioner. One time I tried to use the oil. The women here, like, oil their hair after they wash it. And I I put it on my hair and it was, like, just, like, grease bomb. (laughs) so horrible didn't soak in at all and i was in the village too so i couldn't just like wash it again so i had to like live with this horrible like 
grease-coated hair for like oh two days until I could wash it again. Oh and then when God. I did wash it, I didn't have any other product and it was just like dandelion fluff. It just got huge. <laughs> All the Nepalis are like, what happened to your hair? What's wrong with your hair? <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Every time I get a haircut, it's kind of a semi-disaster, <laughs> and Big is always fixes it for me. I don't know what I'm going to do when you're not here. I need a haircut. I don't know. And you can't, you're not here to fix it. I'm so sorry. I'm deserting you in the, your hour of need. The last time I got a haircut, I got, like, the expensive one at the mall, and then the guy cut my hair, and it was okay. It was fine, but then at the end, he came at my hair with like a giant paddle brush and a hair blower oh no <laughs> and i was like oh no this is gonna go horribly should i say something and then i was like oh this is gonna be fun actually <laughs> and i watched his eyes just got like bigger as he's like brushing and brushing and brushing and it's getting bigger and staticky <laughs> it was the funniest thing ever you're just like torturing him <laughs> yeah i didn't say anything i'm sure he was thinking this girl has the worst hair <laughs> So I bring all my hair products from the U.S. because other people have my hair in yeah. the U.S. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, guess what, you guys? It's time for our segment of the week. Segment of the week? <laughs> Moon, you got to get in on this, girl. We're surprising Moon with oh, this no. segment. Don't surprise me. <laughs> <laughs> so... What we're doing this week is we're going to listen to the top five most popular songs on iTunes to prepare me for America. I think we're all going to be shocked. I'm kind of scared. Yeah, I have not listened to these yet. I didn't really listen to top five kind of music when I lived in the U.S. Yeah. So if you guys don't know, I try to do this every time I go back to the U.S. is I go in and I listen to the top maybe 30 songs on iTunes. Just so I have, like, some frame of reference if I hear them in a store or, like, if they get played at a wedding or something. And I'm not just the dumb idiot in the back like, uh, is this a popular song? <laughs> <laughs> have you guys heard this before? I feel like if you can, like, connect to one thing, like, I, at least I know that this is a popular song. Yeah. And if other things are, like, crazy or feel weird, then it's okay. As long as you know. Right. You have yeah. one thing. Exactly. Yeah. So the first one is Sunflower by Post Malone and Swayley. Oh, no. <laughs> Not Post Malone. I haven't heard anything he's ever done, but he I take offense at his terrifying. person. Yeah. Have you seen a picture of him? No. I'll look up a picture while White looks at the phone. Is it from Spider-Man? Yeah. Did you look up a picture? Mm -hmm. I think right. she should know what he looks like before we listen. Okay. Here we go. Image search. What's happening to his hair? <laughs> to so everything? Confused. Yeah. Mm. He looks stoned. I'm sure. All you would have to be. If you guys have not seen this guy, he has like dreadlocks, kind of. He's white and a grill and face tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. And so white. It's not cute. And like little fuzzes around his hair. Yeah. And he has a beard, but it's like not very small. Mm -mm. The patchy kind. Oof. Okay. All right. You post. guys ready? Let's see. Here we go. It's already good. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so much auto dude. Oh. 
I hate it. Is it gonna get to music? I mean, the middle. like the most intense echo I've ever heard. What the crap is the point of having a grill if you come out with this music? (laughs) Shouldn't you like rap or something? Yeah, wow. Okay, let's move on. I can't handle this. Oh, posty. Posty, posty. Okay, the song number four is called Earth by Lil Dicky. This is... (laughs) This is gonna screw up my Spotify. You're welcome. No. Okay, here we go. What up, world? Look at the. It's your boy. It's Bang. Look at the album. Oh, he's hugging the earth. Oh, is it from a movie? Claymation. I'm a human. And I just wanted to, you know, for the sake of all of us earthlings out there, just wanted to say. I don't like this at all. I don't like the lyrics. There's no tune either. Like he's getting over a cold or something. (laughs) (laughs) It's just so over processed. I feel like most music is right now. I can't handle it. What does Lil Dicky look like? Oh, there's a girl. That's Lil Dick Get. (laughs) He called Earth Video his most, his life's important, no. He called it the most important work of his life. Oh, sweetie. Wow, he looks like, like Lil Dicky. Is he trying to convince us? Oh, he's white. What is up with these people that look like they should be, like, in different genres, not being in those genres? He kind of reminds me of Jim Henson. He does look like Jim Henson. I mean, it says he's an American rapper. Okay, this isn't rap. This is not rap. This is not rap. This is auto-tune. like, nothing like rap. <laughs> I feel like all the genres are blending right now. Yeah. Can okay. you imagine him coming up with that lyric? Like, I'm going to do the best work of my life. We love the earth. It is our home. <laughs> like, whoa, man, write this down. Mind blown. Okay, are you ready for the next song? It is a different genre. Yay! It is God's Country by Blake Shelton. Oh, no, not Blake Shelton. <laughs> I hate his face. White loves country music. Let me ah. tell you. <laughs> this will be good for, like, your car, like, driving in the car. All your road trips. Maybe. Ooh, what's happening? This doesn't sound like country. So much echo. Steel guitar. Just auto-tune again. <laughs> I can imagine how pointy his boots are. <laughs> One thing I will say for Blake Shelton that I appreciate is that he's actually, he actually speaks with a southern accent. Yeah, he's not a Canadian. He's not freaking Australian. Like, what? <laughs> it's so echoey. They're all echoey. This is not country like his voice sounds country, but Jordan everything else, I feel like everything else about the song. Yeah, it's like super overproduced. It's so weird. All right, Blakey, we gave you a try. That's it. Okay, number two is Jenny of Old Stones from Game of Thrones 
by Florence and the Machine. Oh, I love them. Jenny of the Old Stones. Yep. Jenny of the Old Stones. <laughs> I'm sure that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I said Jenny. <laughs> Jenny. I'm the holes of the <laughs> Everyone's obsessed with Game of Thrones. I know. I haven't watched it. I feel like I missed the window where you're allowed to start. And now everyone is in so deep. I just can't. I just want to see the hair. <laughs> amazing hair. I don't really care about the plot. You're like, can I watch those hundred braids right now? And they're all woven together. <laughs> Does this get peppier? Nope. Like, this doesn't seem like a top five song. It's, it's fine. Because everyone's buying Game of Thrones. What do you, what kind of work do you do to this music? Like, sob over your keyboard? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, like, people listen to it while they're drinking alone at home. <laughs> That's sad. Okay, are you guys ready for the number one song? I'm so ready. I have actually heard this song, I have to confess, uh, on the podcast. Uh, it's pretty insane and amazing. Hmm. It is a trap country blend. What trap? the crap? It's called Old Town Road by Lil Nas X uh. featuring Billy Ray Cyrus. <gasps> no. <laughs> is it? A, this is a remix. Yeah. There was an original that like went viral online, and then uh, Lil Nas convinced Billy Ray oh. Cyrus by Twitter mobbing him to be on the song. So it is the <laughs> remix that's like correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel good about this. I feel better about this than the others. There's just the a silky black horse on the album cover. <laughs> yeah, there he is. Oh. I haven't heard that voice in so long. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> the lyrics in the song make no sense. It's like all these mixed metaphors. But I love it. Can't nobody tell me nothing. That's true. <laughs> How do you feel, White? Mixed feelings. <laughs> Remixed feelings. <laughs> I just feel like I like this best of all the songs I've listened to. But I just feel like both Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus, like, aren't very excited about this song. <laughs> They're, like, both just in the studio, like, ain't nobody tell me nothing. And Billy Ray Cyrus is like, yeah, I'm not going to open my mouth either. <laughs> Why would you ride a horse to a hotel room? <laughs> Old Town Road. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not going back to America. <laughs> I'm not ready. Have you heard the song about taking your horse to a hotel room? I've heard it's number one on the charts. <laughs> 
Alright, well, thank you guys so much for helping me prepare for my time. Are you so prepared? Not at all. Not even close. But, you know, now when I hear uh, Old Town Road in the airport, I'll know that it's not about a hotel. Yeah. <laughs> so you, it could be worse. Like, you could be me. Yeah. Yeah. That always helps me feel good. Yeah. It should. Be better than you. Absolutely. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Moon, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks for having me. We loved having you. And again, thanks so much for your awesome music that you did for us. You betcha. Right. You are the soundtrack to like our whole lives. Also, she just said the most menacing thing ever. You betcha. <laughs> <laughs> we're glad that you were able to reset your accent and make it real, just strong Minnesota. Yeah, you came feels back. So, feels so good with those perfect vowels. Yeah, those the perfect pu- ones. <laughs> pure vowels. Yep. The purest. Yeah. <laughs> Yep, and the next time that you guys listen to us, we will be about 10,000 miles apart. My heart is breaking right now, but I have nothing else to say. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, wish us luck recording over Skype. It's going to be exciting, and we have some pretty cool guests lined up as well. So I hope you guys look forward to that. Oh, yeah, you get to hear it pretty much live as Big goes through her transition into America for the next few months. You'll get to hear all of my emotional ups and downs just like Moon had. (laughs) And mine too, because Big's like my only friend. (laughs) You love Moon. I have friends. I know. And I love Moon. (laughs) I just feel like every time that we're like, this is the vacation that Big and I went on. This is the weekend trip that Big and I went on. <laughs> this is the highlight of my week. Big was with me. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, yeah, we're going to have really interesting um, week updates from now on. Yeah. Because we won't be. actually know. That's true. We won't know each other's weeks. Yeah. <gasps> Crazy. Whoa. Oh, man. Wow. Thank you so much for listening. Remember to check out our Instagram. It's pretty great. We do Facebook, too. For all of you old fogies, (laughs) Uh, send us an email at bigwhitepodcast at gmail.com. We love hearing from you. And remember to rate us on whatever podcast listening app that you listen on. (laughs) (laughs) And check us out on Patreon as well. We super appreciate your support. Yep. You guys rock. Okay, well, I guess I'll hang up now. Okay. I gotta go pack. I gotta get ready to go to America. Okay. Okay. All right. See you in nine months. Okay. 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 All right. Okay. Great. Okay. Okay. Bye. 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 Bye.